Hi, everybody. Welcome to a show without Arlen. That means the rats will play. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show now. It, yeah, it's it's Connor's show. Also, it's I'm my drunk. Show. Hi. Hello. Hunter's probably a little drunk. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that. To say for himself. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Connor. Welcome to the Phantom Zone this week. We're going to talk about how much we liked Arrow and talk about how much we didn't like anything else. Right? Am I, out, am I, am I kind of on spot there? Yeah, my feelings for Flash especially are exactly as fast as Barry runs, which is not at all. He just stands there and watch stuff happens. Barry's a fucking... Okay, before I... Yeah. No. Who, who's here before we launch into this utter hate fest? I'm Alamir. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> that is all. Under's computer froze. Okay. All right. It'll be well, a fucking I'm... rousing episode. <laughs> I'm Luke Gonzalez, and I'm just going to sigh. Yeah. Oh, we wait for Hunter to return. Um. So we watched uh, The Flash, Supergirl. Okay. Did we watch Supergirl? I mean, because I had a dream that I might have. I did, and fast-forwarded through a lot of parts. Yeah, I, I think I fell asleep while it was on. Um, uh, so we'll... I guess we'll talk about Supergirl last. Um, let's talk about Arrow first. Holy shit, Arrow was awesome. <laughs> it was a very good season finale. Not as good as last yes, year, but... Uh, I was going to say, it's, it's nearly as good um, as far as uh, stakes and how it leaves everything. My favorite part of it is, I thought about this after the episode, was we actually have a villain that's alive. Because if we go through all the seasons, uh, well, last season, Chase is dead dead, shot himself in the head. They can't use Deathstroke anymore. They Merlin's sort of killed in action, but they probably aren't going to use him ever again for at least a while as a big bad. And then Dark was on another show and then killed off. So this is our only main season villain that's still alive. Yeah, basically. And I, I kind of figured he would stick around. Um, he was once... too good. Well, I feel like half a season I don't think is long enough for a villain a villain's tenure. So I can see him playing out to the middle of next season or he goes out into the end of next season. Not sure which one of those I prefer. I think I could see him being part of like a mini arrow like super team like similar I'm maybe not, not yeah like kind of like an anti-team arrow can we although it was interesting that they I'm sure there's plenty of lingering sub-villains he can bring in I'm like I'd, Cody's still around somewhere because he Wait, can't die Cody? Uh, uh, Stardust oh yeah 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 uh, the drug zombie yeah I remember. no that was season one um, I did think it was interesting their long, uh, was it the long bow? Oh my god, I can't believe I the forgot. The long bow hunters. Yeah, the long bow hunters that drop. Yeah. That was, uh, I was iconic. like, oh shit! Yeah, I, I said, oh shit, literally, like, while I was watching my wife, and she just looks at me and is like, what? And I was like, that's... Yeah, that's, I don't that's Mike Grell. Uh, well, they're uh, not Green like Arrow. a group. It's a comic book that kind of revamped Green Arrow, kind of similar to... But not as good as like when Al Moore did the Swamp Thing. This book took Green Arrow from being the campy, um, 
boxing glove arrow shooting guy to making him more of like the Robin Hood of Star City. Okay. And it's also the book that introduced and created Shadow. Hmm. Yeah, right, so... Then. Yeah, the next season already has some interesting implications. Yes, and they I did enjoy the way they left this off, although I'm still annoyed of fake Amanda Waller. Because I can't remember what her, what is, her name is Amanda something as well, which is yeah, Williams. It's, yeah, it's... It's such a... It's an uh, obvious, I like, fake... Samantha Wallace or something. Yeah, it's like just it's like just not Amanda <laughs> that's Waller. Such a dollar, that's yeah. such a dollar store ripoff of Amanda Waller. Well, what was yeah. Arlen's nickname that's... for her? Not sexy Will Grimm. Not sexy Will Grimm. <laughs> oh, that's what she called Amanda Waller. Um, no, no, that's what Arlen uh, called no, this character. Uh, we we referred we referred to um uh, oh shit uh, Misty from uh, Luke Cage, Misty Knight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We referred to her as sexy Will Grimm. And referred to to this Arrow character as not sexy Will Graham, and it has it has nothing to do with her appearance. It has to do with her personality because Missy Knight was fun, even though she was you know assertive. But um, she seemed to be kind of a, a joyous character, and this one is just there to scowl and and point angrily at Oliver, and keep shoving po- uh, pictures in his face. Is this you? <laughs> Um, so this season kind of, or this episode kind of let everything boil over. Uh, everybody knows Oliver's the Green Arrow. Like, in such a way, like, you can't fix it unless you somehow erase the minds of everybody in Star City. But I think it's the only move they had because dealing with what happened this season, him not being revealed as the Green Arrow was such a hindrance to moving any plot forward. Yeah. And I guess... Like it's going to pan out way more interestingly than Barry being in prison was. Yes. Well, that was like what two episodes? I already forgot Barry was in prison. Yep. Did you forget that Ralph was alive? I I was thinking about the day. I was like, I was like, holy shit, Ralph's dead. Yep. Um, The only other things, like, well, there's like a couple of things I had issues with in this episode, which was how heavy-handed the heavy-handed handshakes were. By the second one, I was like, oh, this is like a thing. And my wife's like, what do you mean? I'm like, watch, he's going to handshake at least two to three other people. And I'm glad that they had, like, I think on the th- fourth one or the third one, Felicity was like, why are you saying, like, goodbye to everybody? Oh, yeah. But I did uh, enjoy the talks. I thought the Renee one especially was awesome. And as uh, much... I like the Dinah one a lot, too. Uh, see, I, I like the... I didn't like the Dinah one as much because Dinah pissed me off so much this season. I was like, I kind of get what he's saying, but I thought the Renee one, because their relationship of all of the sidekicks, team members, actually had the most kind of substance to it. Well, I think it's the most strained because Renee did testify against them, and then Oliver opened up his stitches and put him back in the hospital. Yeah, the whole team falling apart starts when Renee actually is the mole. He's the rat. Um, I and I thought everybody had something to do in this episode. I, th- I thought this 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 functioned kind of like last season, where it it kind of played with their big cast very well and gave I, everyone something to do. I did like. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but when we had Siren and Canary, there I never noticed until they did it like back to back that their cries are slightly different. Yeah, sound wise, I thought it was such a good little touch. One is deeper than the other one, isn't it? Yeah, um, Diana's is deeper, I believe. 
Yeah, that's my thought. And yeah. also, one looks older and is actually and is younger, and one is younger but look but doesn't look much older. Okay, <laughs> I'm guessing to me that would be Laurel's older. Yeah, Katie Cassidy has looks like she's aged a bunch of years. I think it's also what made the makeup they're doing on this character and the clothing. They, they like have this, made her look constantly dragged out and tired. Yeah. yeah. The best the best that she looks is when she has on that like short black wig look. Yeah. I was like, I follow I follow all of them on Instagram. Like she doesn't look that old. No. And I was I completely forgot until the end that Kitty Lots was on this episode. Yeah. And then I was when like, she oh, yeah, up, she's not here. When she showed up, I just, I, I, I lost it. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's not here. All right, that's because Quentin's going to die. Yeah. Well, I... Which, I he well, had to. There was nothing yeah, else. Yeah, it's... It does suck. So I, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, that was, that's the thing. Like, the Lance family has been the Arrow writer's punching bags for six years. Um, the, just, just like him, he's had his daughters die three times. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And had lost or got divorced twice. Wait, three times. Sarah? Oh, that's right, because Sarah was thought to be dead the first time, right? In the in the. No, yeah. then I think it's no, no. Then it's four, I think. Because Sarah twice, and didn't Laurel almost like didn't she die, and they brought her back, kind of? Mm, I don't think so. No, that was the reveal of in last season that of Black Sun. Oh Man. yeah. Okay. So yeah, three three dead daughters. Um. Yeah. Now, I, I unfortunately I kind of knew he was going to go because uh, Paul Blackburn has been very vocal about his departure on social media. That's the it. way he has was, an awesome name. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching my wife, I was like, "This is what sucks about having the internet is that knowing contracts and like what people are saying that you're like, yeah, he's not making it out of this episode." She's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because he said he's leaving." And that's Most just like the spoilers. Yeah. Hey, Hunter's back, everybody. I'm, I'm here. Hi. Um, we're talking about Arrow first. Yeah. It's kind of like I watched a uh, press conference for. Uh... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, Infinity War, and someone's first question was, "Uh, Robert Downey Jr., will you be in Avengers 4? And he's like, "Of course I am. I already filmed it." <laughs> uh... So yeah, we've known about uh. Quentin Lance's imminent departure for a long time. All and... right. That dude's life is horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were just talking about. He's had three dead daughters. He's just like, his life is like miserable and like... Because Sarah was thought to be dead in the initial, in the pilot, right? Like she, yes. she, yeah. she died, died in yeah, the she died with Oliver. Yeah. And then she actually died and got brought back. Yeah, and then and Laurel then, died. And then Laurel died. Damn, so he said, buried his kids three times. Buried his kid three times. Got divorced twice. Man, and no wonder why alcoholism. Twice. No wonder why he's bald in the sixth season. He's, <laughs> he's just tearing his yeah. hair out. I actually forgot. I think like a random episode came on, like he some other hair. thing, and he had hair. I was like, oh my god, I forgot he had hair in the beginning. <laughs> he aged like Homer Simpson. Like it's, but it, it works so well for the show. I kind of like. Yeah. I like that there was a, a ref, at least a reference to the end of season two. When he was talking about the pacemaker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With all, with all that Mercury stuff. That was good. Um, 
I, my only question is, do you guys have any th- theories on where they're going to go next season? Because yeah. this pretty much ends with, so Team Arrow's kind of reformed, except Diggle's still part of Argus, and Oliver is in jail forever? I mean, yeah, I, there's going to be some... See, and here's the thing, if they pull Oliver out of, out of prison by episode 2 of season 7, I won't be as mad, because it doesn't create as many problems as Barry being in prison for a few episodes. See, to me, this is where them not being allowed to do the Suicide Squad really hurts this show. Yep. Because if you had this next season, you could do, once again, the split season where you have two different stories. If you had Oliver as part of, or leading a Suicide Squad while the rest of Team Arrow was doing Star City, that would have been a really interesting season. Yeah. Now, who's to say they won't do that, but they won't call it the Suicide Squad? What if they call it... You know, this is where... this They call it Tax Source X1. What if if this is where Arlen gets his wish? It's the Outsiders? And and they call them the Outsiders. (laughs) That would be... (laughs) That would be hilarious. The only problem is that they can't use Katana now, either. Yeah, because she's going to be featured on Young Justice. No, well, well, she was. They had her already, and then she was part of the Suicide Squad yeah. thing, where they can't use her. That's weird, then, because I wonder why Young Justice can use them. Because it's a cartoon, and it's on their network. Because cartoons aren't real, Connor. Yes, <laughs> they're, to, they're to help push toys for little boys, Regardless. not girls, not girls, yeah, not little girls. Boys. Well, cancel your show. Well, now they can't just cancel the show. It's the, here's the thing: if they cancel Young Justice this time. They don't have anybody else to blame but themselves. Yep. Uh, I think we, we just we didn't think this through properly. Bye. Yeah, I think it, I heard it because it's produced in house. Their budget increased, and their content is going to be more mature. That oh, would make, hell yeah. That would make sense because the audience for that show was much older. Yeah, and if you watch the show, you're like, this isn't exactly a cartoon for kids, and no, especially it's if. If what, I, I would say, isn't like in season two, like isn't there a full-on massacre at fucking uh, the uh, League of Shadows? I know. Uh, at one point, doesn't Artemis stab uh, Rache like through the stomach? Well, the yeah. And I'm like, I'm, it, it, just going off of footage I've seen in uh, Young Justice: A Bridge, like Deathstroke like assaults Rache's stronghold, and like there's fucking bloody no, no. thrown about yeah, everywhere. Yeah, so- so when you're watching Young Justice Abridged, they're cutting into some um, of the animated movies. Yeah. Into oh, that. I, I I know I know that much, but yeah, I wasn't Deathstroke, sure what footage I yeah, was looking at. Yeah, Deathstroke is like kind that was of, um, Batman versus like, Robin, right? Yeah, Deathstroke's more like Raish's number one in this. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah, more I, like another because guy. I because I hadn't gotten that far in Young Justice Prime. I'm just gonna call it. Um, I wasn't sure where that footage came from. Did you see the awful Joker they have in that show? Holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah, did you, so But bad. did you see that they used Lobo? Uh, they did? Yes, that's the first episode of season two. Yep, Lobo. I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, it is awesome, and it's really, it sets up the whole season, his presence. I just picked up Injustice 2, the comic, uh, again. It's like episode, issue like 59, and uh, I picked it up. And I saw Lobo, and then I closed the page. I was, I was done. I was like, nope, I'm not reading this. Okay, what's, since, what's... since Arlen isn't here, I can technically break this rule. Uh-oh. Uh, is it true, that uh, thing I told, asked you about, Connor? What, what thing? That Flash question. 
I don't remember this question. About uh, Identity Crisis? Um, I, saw, I saw a panel online. It, it's Barry looking into a... Uh, in, into a panel an, or a panel within a panel where he's, he's t- saying while he, while he did say years were taken from us I have not uh, oh well I have to go back and read that issue again but I think I know what you're talking about yeah, I, just I have about question. 900 com- issues to read I'm not talking about like the, the current flash run yeah I don't think that he mentions that but then that was in the last issue of flash from like two weeks ago and he basically, it's like the start of the, quote, Flash War, where we have this, like, kind of reborn Eobard. Not Eobard, um, Hunt, Zoom. Hunter. Hunter Zolomon. Yeah. So. Not Hunter Davenport. Hunter Zolomon. Nope. Nope. That's, it's that's Hunter something... Davenport's doppelganger. Different okay. agendas. <laughs> yeah, it's something weird. I, yeah. Can we, I hope, can we touches... push that? Can we, can we push this? I don't. I don't think that's going to go very far, Alan. <laughs> Unless he gets especially considering the, the, the fucking uh, gymnastics you have to do to explain why they have different last names. I'm not yeah. doing. A, I'm not doing a Garrick was my mom's maiden name story. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think Hunter, fucking... if Hunter just came in using a voice changer, that would just be fine. <laughs> just sounding like Tony Todd. He's dead. It leaves Star Labs. <laughs> You That's my favorite moment of Flash this. Season 2, where he just runs into Star Labs, picks up Barry's charred costume, and goes, good job, you killed him, and then runs away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, um, so the finale of Arrow Season 6 was fucking awesome. Uh, Hunter, since you were not here for the most that discussion, uh, what do you have to say about it? It was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I watched a lot of this, like, Friday, and, like, and, uh, it, like, most of it's a blur to me, but I remember really loving Arrow's finale. What about, like, what really... about the ending? I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I, like, like I said, I don't really remember a whole lot, but like, it, I remember really enjoying this episode. Oh, and uh, I, I also just said to no one in my room, watch it, watching it, how the f- is he is all is William wearing a Letterman jacket? How the, how old is he? I don't question anything that William shows up doing or wearing anymore because I don't think the I don't think the writers know what William is. I think he's not going to show up next season. He's, he's just right off. He's a time limit. <laughs> he's in the no. It's they don't use time remnants anymore. They use flash time. Uh, just, yeah. The only other thing I want to say about this episode is I actually. My favorite moment was actually Renee talking to his daughter. Yeah. That was such a good, like, moment in this episode of kind of grounding this universe of, like, oh, this guy thinks he's going to die, and you have the head FBI chick and then some other scrub FBI woman just staring at him, like, shitting their pants. Yeah. Um, I, I, that, was a, that was a nice, actually, fake out where I actually thought he was going to die. I, yeah, I, I thought, I, I thought I they think, were going to die. I think the damage repair done since the terrible Civil War episode has been pretty tremendous. And I, we were all wondering aloud how they were going to kind of all drift back from this. Uh, and I thought that row was going to be pretty difficult, but they've done a pretty good job. And I, I loathe the episode where they start fighting. Loathe it so much. Unless you're Mr. Terrific, he's the only guy that didn't get a handshake. Yeah. 
He just got burned. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking savage. Like, um, oh. Well, I think of everybody, Curtis is probably the least offended by the entire well, reveal, because he was the only one who seemingly during that fight was like, uh, guys, this is kind of a bad thing we're doing here. He he was, but he was the one that was the most pissed off after their civil war about Oliver hurting Renee. Because yeah. remember, he's the one that told Diggle and Felicity to get the fuck out. This is very true. Well, it is a CW. They're not perfect. Yeah, I know. And I feel like we're talking about this episode a lot because we don't want to talk about the other two. I will talk about anything right now. I don't have to talk about Supergirl or Flash right now because, well, you know what? Fuck it. Um, so Flash continues to be bad. Yeah, um, I would say Flash continues to have Barry be a a fucking goober uh, who doesn't <laughs> know how to use his powers apparently. Or to quote well, he, a certain he, manager, pencil neck geek. He he uses his powers like we even see like a new version of one of his powers, Flash Time, uh, but he just uses them the second he needs to, and then just forgets that they exist. Yep. It's the dumbest... Like, I don't even know what you like trope for this show. It's like, oh, I can go faster than anything imaginable, but only when it doesn't hinder like the plot from ending right now. I can't wait till they unveil his new power, Adobe Flash Player. <laughs> You're <It's>... fired. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, he doesn't work on Mac. That's the... <laughs> Uh, uh, that's that's why that's why he his powers don't work. The Star yeah. Labs is all run on Apple technology. Yeah, their <laughs> Windows processor got blown up, and they never replaced that part of the, the building. Yeah, because there's that one big hole when they do that. Uh, it's still that, it's that the wide shot. It's yeah, the most that, yeah, irritating. Maybe that's how maybe that's how Devoe got in the building. It's how everyone gets in the building. <laughs> it is the least secure thing in the world. It doesn't make well, any sense. Actually, had... I, I'm pretty sure everyone just walks in the fucking front door because, uh, from what I learned from last season, it's more or less a giant derelict museum now that doesn't have any sort of form of security, uh, staff, or anything. It has a hologram of Cisco, though. That is true. What is What did Star Labs make before the explosion? Like, what the fuck? They, like... Were, like, they were like Apple, I guess, or uh, they phones. Elon Musk's. They were like Elon. He was like supposed to be like an Elon Musk type character. Okay, like, or, like I look at, I look at the lab and I'm like, what the fuck do you make in there? Psychic gorillas. Yeah, apparently. Just say, I mean, or, like, or I think it's like that. That if, building is huge. It's huge. We only ever see three rooms. Yeah, it's like the size. It's probably bigger than a sports arena. I mean, it, it looks seems, the same size. Yeah, it looks like a. Giant, like Olympic-sized stadium. I bet they get a, they get a show of WrestleMania in there. Um, and uh, does like does Cisco live there? He might. No, he has an apartment because yeah. Barry lived with him for a minute. There's okay. an episode uh, in the musical episode. Caitlin lived there. No, because remember Barry brought her home the one time when she was drunk and she took off her clothes. And why? I love that episode. <laughs> yes, and where she where she says he can have he can look because he's a good guy. She, she's like, you're a yeah. nice man, so you can have a peek. Well, that's because she's she's amazing. <laughs> Who doesn't love Daniel Panovich? Oh, uh, I love my icy waifu. Um, I will watch uh, Sky High just for her until my wife. Oh, actually, her and. Elizabeth Winslet is in that movie too. Sky High. 
Yeah, she's the bad guy. Whoa, okay. She is also in Friday the 13th remake and the Crazies remake, and she dies in both of them. She's also in Live Free, Die Hard, and she plays John McClane's daughter. Oh my god, she is. Live Free and Die Hard, New Hampshire's motto. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, where do we even fucking begin with this Flash episode? Well, the only... I would say the only good part, which we were talking about before, is the awesome hallway scene. That sequence is cool as hell. It's the Um, best part of this episode. Yeah, easily. Um, It's the best use of, physical use of DeVoe I've seen all season. He uses Um, 11 out of 12 powers. Yep. Um, Unless he used the statue power to resurrect dead bodies, or... Yeah, okay, That's, that's my thing with this. When did he get the power to make zombies? It's the it's the it's the effigy power. Those aren't effigies. Those are people. Yeah. So they're, they're like though. We were talking. Like, is it that people. they're not dead and that he's just psychically guys, controlling them? Guys, you're thinking too much about this. I'm That's thinking just enough about this. His name is the Thinker. You're, here's your problem. Here's your problem. You're looking for logic in this. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing about this fucking season in his head. <laughs> so you're saying he already won and we're enlightened. And yeah. this is what the writers came up with after the Enlightenment. Yes. By the way, like, the fact that... The, we'll get to the Killer Frost thing in a minute, because that's probably the only really intriguing thing about this episode, because it, it changes the meaning of the meaning of metahuman and, like, the, the entire particle accelerator process. Um, the fact that, like, the Team Flash is so fucking ninny-hammered that they could just let DeVoe wander into their facility and use one of their satellites to unleash his master plan. Like, you, all of you are stupid. And not stupid because he is the thinker. You're just stupid. You're just all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything about, like, what happens, like, is so, like... And, and like, DeVoe's superpower is convenience. Yep. And this is, Everything is this the... that DeVoe does is, it's, I don't believe for a second that it's done through calculations and, and thinking and predictions. It is all... It, it's luck. And I get that he absorbed that girl's power, but it's been going on since like the beginning of the season. Everything is hyper-convenient for him. They, like they the really should time. not have introduced that power because that's just too... Over, it's, that's... It's, it's ridiculous because it explains away every stupid thing that happens. Yeah. When it shouldn't. Because basically, you can't beat him because he'll just have luck on his side. Yeah, it makes everything. It, it, huh. it, it ultimately like it works for that girl because like she didn't really know it was what was happening for. Her. Um, also, I don't think that the thinker's cognitive abilities would allow him to accurately predict what kind of powers these new metahumans he created in the bus would have because it's completely it's it's randomized, isn't it? Well, that's the whole problem, because from the beginning, they pretty much said that the stuff that Cisco and Team Flash did had nothing to do with Barry getting out, outside yeah. of the show. So are we ever going to get explained how the Thinker actually got him out, and yeah. why everyone has those exact powers that he needed? No, 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 no. We'll never get So it's just going to be, it's going to be hand-waved away? We just yeah. have to deal with it? Probably. Like, like, everything else that happens in this fucking show, like, everything gets... Like, fucking Flashpoint. Everything's gonna not matter. 
Man, Flashpoint is super inconsequential now. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes no difference. Especially, especially with the, the, the Killer Frost thing. Because yes. that means that Flashpoint had nothing to do with Caitlyn's transformation into Killer Frost, and that has been with her since she was a kid. The only consequences it had was it made Diggle, who was in this episode, which was interesting, have a boy instead of a girl, and Cisco's, Cisco's brother died. And he moped about it. Yes, for like four episodes. For, yeah, well, for like... <laughs> Fucking four years if you go by Flashpoint time. He went to like three meetings and then he was cool. Stupid. I I hate everyone. Barry, you killed my brother with your bare hands. You killed him. You shot him with a gun. I shot him with a gun, but he got hit by a car. I saw you do it. I'm mad at you exclusively. (laughs) You pushed the car with your super speed. Uh, I did. <laughs> so, I just I just looked over at Wikipedia at Legends. That's where the writers went. That explains everything. Yeah. yeah. I do have to say, I really enjoyed the little bit with the garbage cans. That was one of my favorite parts of this episode. I don't remember that at all. It's when they see that something's going wrong with Argus, and Flash goes to get Diggle, and Cisco... Um, they prep. They have a garbage ba- uh, garbage gar- garbage can. Right. Cisco oh, grabs the one wait, that's so smash. Diggle can fucking puke, puke? into it. <laughs> yeah, yes. and he says, "I hate you <laughs> so much." But I love that. That's like a thing that they're continuing. That he just never gets over it. And again, well, why is Dig- it faster for Flash than it is for Cisco to get him? I, mm, I don't know. Again, logic. You're looking <laughs> for it. There's not there. No, it's because the Flash can travel faster than anything when he just decides to. The Flash is faster than Superman. Yes. But he he only loses if he just stands still, which he does all the time. He's like, Barry, aren't you going to act? He's like, I can't. Special effects budget ran out. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I can use Flash time, and then I can step on these things to electrify me and super speed me. But then when I'm actually just standing here talking to the villain, I'll just stand here and not use Flash time to rip him in half. Yeah. <laughs> or face or face through this wall and get just shove my okay 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 uh, again before we get to the killer frost thing you're you're telling me that barry's only recourse was to run up to this block of physical matter that i'm sure he can phase through because i don't think there's been any rule against speedsters entering the time vault none because oh. i'm pretty sure zoom ran in there once Oh, no, there's, they've never shown that before. But he also decides when he can and when he won't phase. Because remember, he decided to not phase when Ralph was dying until after he died. Then he yep. decided to phase. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you can phase through a poison running through your system, which yeah, I would differentiate that. Also, that. Like, he had, did he not teach Wally how to phase through an entire fucking moving train? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but he, okay. But he refu- he's the most overpowered superhero ever. But he refuses to use his power. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the problem with this show and Supergirl. It's that the only way to make any sort of tension is to depower the characters by either having them be completely incompetent or to have something really dumb happen, like in Supergirl with the Toy Man where she's trapped in plastic. Like, well, the, the, thing with, the thing with Barry is that this is supposed to be his like his freshman years as the Flash, but you can't... The problem is, like, he's so efficient against, like, what, last week? 
he was just knocking everyone on their ass with the speed force, like, left and right, like, catching bullets out of the air. Like, you're telling me that in the middle of a, fuck, like, crisis on Earth X, let's go there. You're telling me that, that that entire crossover, he was at peak power levels competing with another speedster. Him and Reverse Flash fought all over the city. He was catching bullets. He was doing impossible things. Um, but then when against the Thinker, who was of equal threat... He just stands there like an idiot. Well, what about the episode when they're in flash time, the entire episode? How long were they in flash time? Um, like, hours? Yeah. So why, is he he, was, why does he ever leave flash time? And he was why the only he... one whose body was able to take that. Yeah. So he knows he can do it. So why wouldn't he... Okay, so he enters flash time, goes through the first wormhole. Why doesn't he just stay in it and then grab DeVoe and throw him into the Again, sun? You're looking for logic here. No, yeah, it's not even thing, logic. Like, I, I understand. Just... I understand not like his like. Oh, I won't kill villains at this point. But like, here's the thing: you have a villain who's now extremely durable. There's no reason why you can't run up to him and start throttling him also, and attempt to incapacitate him. At this point, is going back in time worse than letting him do the thing? Worse than making everyone, for all intents and purposes, like cavemen. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the problem. The writers have effectively shot themselves in the foot because three seasons of evil speedsters have made people say, hey, please no more speedsters. They went, okay, and gave us DeVoe, and it's been extremely unpleasant. Also, people were like, hey, Barry's a dumb time traveler. Have him not do that. And the writers were like, okay, no more time travel. So now they've gotten to the end of the season without the use of time travel or evil speedsters, and now I wish both of those were back. <laughs> because time travel... At this point, like I said, solves everything. Like, what is worse? Well, there is no nothing that he could do by fixing time or changing it would be worse than the outcome also, as it is right now. Legends of Tomorrow has basically shown us that Barry can fuck the timeline raw, and, <laughs> and there will be people who will come in and will clean up that mess. Yep. And the Legends they busted the timeline like in big gigantic ways. They were fucking dinosaurs in New York. Well, they did it several times, because What's-His-Name has a daughter that didn't exist, yep. and in the end of the season, she she decides to not get mind-wiped, so that, com like, she completely fixed and completely changes her entire past. Yep. Her future. Like, they <sighs> interacted with past versions of themselves. They created temporal duplicates of themselves. They annihilated an entire alternate timeline with a reverse flash just one. Like, <laughs> he didn't even cheat. He just won. And if we're to believe that every time that time gets broken and never gets put back the same way, we're like 15 different versions into a time stream of, away from the original time stream at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially just from season one, because in season one, Barry changes the timeline, what, twice? And it's already changed in the beginning because of Ebard. You know, exactly. Really We've never seen, like, the original timeline ever. And that's yep. where I think that, that... Remember the Flash that runs into his house in Season 1 that's got... That gives the him the red, hand wave? The, yeah, the red costume and the white symbol? He still has the maroon suit. Yeah. That, that Flash has to be from, I guess you can call it, like, the pre-Eobard crisis. Yeah, like the prime time? Yeah. You know, it would be really funny if, like, every time Barry goes back in time, like, the other shows had, like, episodes where, like, Characters that have, like, goatees or, like, something weird about them. <laughs> that, that would be great. Like, but that also... There's, like, recurring extras that fade in and out of existence, like, every few episodes. 
But that also addresses another problem that having a connected universe brings. All right, so he has, what, five satellites in space? Um, don't you have a thing where you can travel to Earth where you have a friend who can fly in space? Yeah. So, also, um, uh, like, where's Argus? Where is uh, any other, like, global or military defense program? Like, why aren't you telling anybody else that there is a psychopath about to launch satellites? <laughs> or, you know, the legends, and they have a spaceship? Yeah. They can sh- show up in five minutes and blast those things out of the sky. And like we said, they already kind of don't give a crap about what they change, so... Yeah, what the fuck do legends care? They just... <laughs> That's like what they do, which is why that show is awesome. It's yeah. just like, whatever. Rip Hunter said, like, sometimes you do a chainsaw. Like, you, sometimes you can't use a surgical blade, and the legends are a chainsaw. And I think in this case, like, in DeVoe's case, like, yeah, it calls for a chainsaw, because DeVoe is a surgical blade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, I think you need a fucking artillery strike. Well, that's the whole thing that Ralph says, is like, if he thinks everything you're going to be thinking, you just have to do things without thinking. You just have to... Improvise. Im- act on your impulses, and Barry yeah. doesn't fucking do that. He just Barry's acting on his impulses to be like, "What do I do?" Well, it's the other. It's the other problem that the show has come with. Like Barry in the first two seasons is like what he is in the comics, which is like hope. Like the yeah. Flash is always hope of the Justice League. He's the heart, and they've now turned him into this like not emo, but like kind of goth. Yeah, he's, he's a, like a sad goth. boy. He had morose and hesitant. Well, and that's because the writers have been, uh, they've abused him. Like, killing his mom is kind of, that's that's necessary. That's that's what sets all this in motion. It's, it's, that's what, you, you need that to happen to even have Eobard get present. That's because, a catalyst for the whole series. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think killing his dad was a bit much... I think it was a bit much for season two. If that was now, I think it would have been more interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Eddie died, and Ronnie died, and uh, HR died, and fucking uh, Ralph has died. And, like, the, the writers continuously give him a reason to be sad. And also, they don't even mention people who died in previous seasons. Nope. He's only sad right now because of Ralph. It has nothing to do with HR. It has nothing to do with Eddie... Like, they didn't even mention Eddie anymore. Fuck, HR has not been mentioned since he died. Eddie's no. Don... Everyone forgot about Eddie, I bet. Eddie is, Eddie is the the single greatest hero this show has ever produced, and, like, yes. there should be statues honoring him, and he's he's not talked about by anybody. Not even Iris. She was gonna marry him. <laughs> and then is... Barry, Barry literally jumped in his grave. <laughs> is he the only one that's actually beaten a villain? Because he's the one who got rid of Reverse Flash. Barry sure as shit didn't. Barry only beats... He beats he beat, Zoom by getting Zoom. the time remnant yeah, ghost. Yeah, Zoom by using Zoom's own own, own tricks against him. And yeah, then, he sacrifices like, a time remnant. Yeah. And then he kinda beats Savitar? But he is Savitar. But he is Savitar. <laughs> no, 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 Iris beats Savitar. God. I thought HR beats Savitar. Um, it's sort well, of like, H- HR starts the, the, the descent... But, like, Jesse helps, Wally helps, Jay helps, Kaylin helps, Iris helps, Caitlin helps, Joe helps, and then, like, fucking, I think Savitar is going to attack Barry from behind, and Iris shoots him in the back. Yeah, so Barry has never beaten any of his villains. Nope. 
So I'm gonna guess that Caitlin beats. <laughs> Caitlin freezes the. That's my that's my money. I give it three to one odds. Caitlin is Here's the one who wins. Else. If if you go by like the blob logic, shouldn't Caitlin just be able to freeze Devoe? And as long as he is kept frozen, he can't use Ralph's powers. Yeah. Oh, well, not even you're going away from comics. You could just go to what Fantastic Four the movie. What happens when you superhero? What does he say? No, no, it's when um, Doom is freezing uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, and he's like, what happens when you super cool rubber? It breaks, doesn't it? Yeah. It breaks, yeah. Fuck, that movie's so bad. (laughs) I brought it up specifically because you guys are doing the movie, or the the episode on it soon, right? Yeah, fuck. (laughs) I would almost rather be doing the the fan four stick because... No. So much worse, and there's so much more to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Well, with foreign tasks. Many of you guys want to tag out. I would tag in on the the. Was that 2001 Fantastic Four? Jessica Alba. Yeah. Oh. But the foreign tasks four. You you can take, technically bring up Black Panther and Killmonger. Just because Michael B. Jordan's there. Well, yeah, we can also bring up Chris Evans and yeah. um and. How that role of... has spawned two great actors. How <laughs> two bad movies for the Human Torch has created two of the most enduring Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. Yeah. Hey, there's another MCU character or actor that's in the MCU in that show, in that movie. Oh, because cool. Doom uh, is the... Toby is, Kebbell. Yeah. He is, he is in uh, Runaways. And also... Sh- Wait, he is? Yes, I will not tell you who he is because that would spoil the entire season. No, yeah, please don't because I love Toby Kebbell. Kate Mara yeah. yeah. is it, it, it obviously plays uh, the invisible woman. Yeah, yeah. She also doesn't need any money, and I don't know why she decided to do this because her family is so baller rich. They own the the New York Giants. Yep. Um, well, I mean, that's like I can act because I can. Like, yeah, it's not. But then she, a, but then she chose Daddy, that. Please, movie. I can do this. Yeah, but I, I like both the the, the Mara girls. So. No, they're amazing actresses. I just, I just don't understand why she did that movie. But I guess well, they were, I, uh, they were in all, her, they in were her defense, tricks. and in anybody's defense who took that movie up, like I'm pretty sure it was uh, Miles Teller or somebody. Like they never wrote the person's name, but somebody kind of dragged the entire production to the mud. And talked a lot of shit about Josh Trank. I would actually think it wasn't Teller because Teller's the only one that worked with him before that. Didn't um, no, no, Michael B. Jordan worked with him, but yeah, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. I thought Teller did he work with him on what was that dumb party movie? I thought Trank was involved in that too. Project. Oh, X. I don't know. Oh, Project, oh, Project X. X? That I actually like Project X a lot. I don't like it like it at all. I, I liked it, because I wasn't really expecting it to go in the direction it did. <laughs> I just to say, this is how good Flash was, that we're talking about Project X. Yeah, and it, you know what's great about Project X? The soundtrack. Get, some, small, get some fucking small black on there, it's awesome. Are there songs in these shows? Because uh, I don't know. This. Oh, all the music in these shows that are licensed are dreadful. I do have to say, for me and Alan doing the Smallville show, the music in those shows yeah. is so prominent and so ridiculous. Well, it's like it's early it air, Yeah, what channel was it on? Uh, Warner Brothers, yeah, CW. W- WB. 
Oh, well, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, that show is tailored to teenagers, so of course they're going to use a lot of obnoxious. It was pop music, well, isn't it? All I have to say is in the the one that just we just put out, um, the episode is Bug, and the kid has bug powers, and he's in his car and he's listening to Papa Roach. Uh, and he's driving. Uh, he's driving a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. I'm but... glad that you two are taking the bullet of watching that show because you couldn't pay me to do it. Oh, you definitely. There's the season finale is a tornado, and <laughs> <laughs> so you sure you don't want to do a guest yeah. spot on season finale of season one? I, 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 I think I'm good. <laughs> Holy shit! Does John Ken come back and be like, uh, "Sometimes, oh wait, you're not my son. Take me away, tornado." <laughs> no, because this Jonathan Ken has goddamn morals. Yeah. <laughs> And now imagine, like, John Kent just goes from place to place via his tornado, and he steps out, he's like, this isn't where I wanted to go. Take me away, Twister. No, because this is the show where they actually do what they should do with Jonathan Kent, and he just dies in a way that Superman can't save him. Um, Doesn't Brainiac kill his dad in the comics at some point? No. not. Um, it's usually always on attack. Yeah. Okay. It's always yeah, like tell me, tell me how he is still alive in the injustice timeline. Because the government kid tried to kidnap them, and he put them into. He's like holding. Oh, Superman's almost holding him prisoner. Uh, no, because, well, he's in Superman's in prison in the Injustice Two comic yeah. right now, and well, they're the they're living one, by he, in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, he in the first run in Justice One comic, he keeps them in the fortress as almost like to protect them from the world, but they're kind of his prisoners. Yeah, and then they even said, like, after ever since he's been in prison, like, they can't go out in public or they'll be their lives will be torturous. Yeah, because I think it's, I can't remember, one of the issues, I think Batman goes to, like, talk to them, and he's followed by the government, and Superman loses his shit. Yeah, and then recently, um, uh, Batman's team goes back up there to talk to them, and they welcome everyone inside except Harley. They said, you're not welcome in our house. Well, that makes sense. It does, but it, it was the only time I felt, like, actual emotional investment in Justice 2, because I was like, I'm like, that sucks, because Harley has done, like, a complete justifiable redemption arc. And again, this is how good these CW shows are. They were talking about a comic book based on a video game sequel. We're talking about yes. a really bad comic book, by the way. Injustice 2 is dreadful, the comic. Tom Taylor yes, knows uh, what he's doing. And, I, and he's it's it's uh, uh, no see because have you read Injustice two because it's a pile of shit. I have about sixty issues I have to catch up on. Don't. <laughs> no, worth I, it. It's not worth it. it I, okay, if you think Tom Taylor knows what he's doing, he doesn't because th- this all is all new Wolverine. I don't care. That's not Injustice two. <laughs> Earth two. He. He steered that ship into the fucking sea. It doesn't matter because what he's doing now is awful. Wait, he wrote? Did he write DC Earth too? Yeah, he took over after James Robinson left. Also, oh, I he, hated that. Wasn't I he hated the guy that. writing Justice League the Rebirth stuff? That wasn't Justice League Rebirth wasn't bad. I got a few issues in and was oh, like, no, I that, that's really bored. That's Brian Hitch. Okay. He, the uh, last he wrote JLA uh, pre rebirth. No, and I'm, I'm talking about the rebirth line of Justice League. I didn't like it at all. 
Uh, I think you should read, I think it's like the last four issues were really interesting because it dealt with the kind of political aspect of the Justice League. Because they have like, they have a character called like the fan. He takes down the satellite and it lands in Africa. And based on, I think like global law, any sort of debris that falls from space can be claimed by the nation that it lands in. And it's, it's, um, one of Deathstroke's kind of buddies was like Red Lion or something. He's like an African warlord. He's like, yeah, this landed in my country. All this is mine, including all the technology that comes from it. Damn. And there's like refugees are going there, and but they're, and it has to do with just League, like trying to decide whether or not they're going to intervene, and they're just trying to hold off. It's really interesting because they're kind of all dealing with the fact that if they intervene, they're choosing the side who wins a war. Yeah, and that's one of the more interesting parts of why I think the Civil War movie is great because that's Captain mm-hmm. America's problem. Like Captain America's like, if we sign this, like they're gonna, there's other people who are gonna decide, you know, who we fight and who we fight for. Exactly. They become exactly like the Watchmen. Like they become Doctor Manhattan. They are yeah, a yeah, nuclear they, bomb. They just become yeah mercenaries more or less. Um, they would become like a like a fucking. Uh, uh, like a, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a paramilitary fucking franchise, basically. Yep. Um, I hope you're hey. enjoying this comic talk, Ed. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting. <laughs> the other aspect of it that's interesting is that Batman's kind of ousted as the head, and he hands over the reins to the jail Justice League to Cyborg. So they do actually touch on the fact that they're in Africa and Cyborg is black, and they constantly, like, the red lion constantly pokes that bear with Cyborg, which is well, an interesting aspect to I it. I mean, it would look really bad if, like, millionaire white man Bruce Wayne, even if he, you know, he's going there as Batman, was like, I'm in charge here. Well, that's right. what they do. They have, they have like, lion, like, kind of poke at him. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to turn on your people? Like, and then, like, what are you going to do? You have no idea what's going on here. You just sit in your little place over there. What about you don't Batman? care about us. Go over there and order some Wakanda sauce. He's not with them. No, no, no I'm talking about the New 52 Batwing. Oh, they that they don't acknowledge that guy. But he was part the of first... Goth- he was part of Gotham or Batman Incorporated. No, that's the second Batwing. Riveting. Batman's yes. got too many fucking accomplices. Anyway, so they, yeah, they made a shitty Batwing that was like some African soldier guy, and then he lasted like four issues, and they ran him off. Um, before we, uh, before we transition off of Flash, I do want to talk about the Caitlin, the Caitlin Snow thing, the Killer Frost thing. I loved it. Uh, I loved it because it's the most interesting development this whole season because it changes what being metahuman means. Yes, because and now, no. either it could be from birth or that she was tampered with in the womb. Well, there have been other characters in this Earth that have been, had meta powers that weren't part of the explosion. Yeah, uh, one of them was Doug Jones' character on Arrow. Yeah. yeah, Doug Jones. No, it was on. It was on Flash. No, no, it was on Arrow because Ray had to fight him, and he and it, Ollie was was controlling the suit. Oh, then I think he showed up in Flash later on because Captain Cold killed him. Yeah. That... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the laser eye guy. But I thought. But they they said in Flash he got that from the particle accelerator. No, they said he was nowhere near. They're like, oh, he was in, I don't know, somewhere else during the oh, particle accelerator explosion. Oh, okay. They point that out, and they're like, wait, 
then how did he get his powers? And they just are like dumbfounded. Hmm. Well, still, if it doesn't change the meaning altogether, it definitely adds a new wrinkle to it because um, this puts the idea of metahumans back several years. And it, I think it would maybe add some details to their origin because, like, how the fuck should you get this way? Yeah, because then it has nothing to do with the dark matter, which explains the fact that they're like, oh, you saw these cold cells in you. Or whatever science bullshit they came up with. Yeah, and uh, what you said before, it renders Flashpoint utterly meaningless. Yeah. It just gender swapped the baby, and then killed Cisco's brother. That's it. Yeah. And you got, you got real sad about it, like we said. I, not to, like... Hey, Cisco, like, everybody. Discredit anyone who's ever lost a sibling or a family member, but, like... It's different when you're healing it in real life, and it's different when a bunch of fucking hack writers are trying to force into a show on you. Um, Especially since they spent, like, the whole previous season showing how much Cisco and his brother didn't get along and how much of a dick his brother was to Cisco. his brother's a fucking asshole! My God! And didn't they do... Was it in season three or season two where they had... I think it was season three where they had Earth 2 or... Earth no, it was, two? it was season two. Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, too. fuck. With well, Zoom? Okay. Yeah, what was his goddamn name? It was like a... Uh, it was a new fifty two character that it was is really Cisco's dumb. brother. Yeah, he's like a he has like a sword or a scythe or something. It, he had like earthquake powers and they called yeah. him like Richter Scale or something yeah. really stupid. <laughs> I don't remember they, what his name was. They made that character for New Fifty Two and then wrote him off pretty fast. I still, um, I, I, still, so yeah, I, but, I still have that. I should read that. No, don't skip it. Um but New Flash, it was was bad. I'm not exactly well, looking can forward we, to this. Can we talk about the thing that they that they were self aware about? Her bringing up with the therapist. Uh, I don't remember this at all. She's where she mentioned that. Uh, I, she saw her has her fiance die, twice. Her next the next guy she liked turned out to be to be a villain, like a bad guy. Like the oh, curse, yeah, the curse of that. Caitlin. You mean she was talking about the, how the writers were mean to her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, my it's poor, my only poor, worth poor. noting. Yeah, it's only worth noting because it's very noticeable that, uh, like the Lance family, like these writers like to really beat on Caitlin for whatever reason. Because she's adorable and it we feels, love her. It feels really sadistic. Yeah, exactly. It feels really sadistic at times. How dare they do this to my ice waifu? My icy waifu. I, do I don't care say- who's going to yell at me for that one, okay? It's a good joke. <laughs> My she- waifu has become a scary foo. <laughs> she, she's so good, because like, when she's Caitlyn, she's just like this meek, cute, adorable act like character. And then when she's Frost, she's like the exact opposite, but she's still awesome. Uh, I, I, see, here's the thing. I thought she was a little cheesy as Killer Frost for a while. But then in Crisis on Earth X, when she's murdering Nazis with a giant icicle fist, I was like, all right, Killer Frost is really fucking cool. No, it's the whole, she's the librarian that's a dominatrix at night. Like, that's the yep. kind of aspect they're going for with her. That's an excellent comparison, actually. Okay, um, do we want to talk about Supergirl? There's only one part of it I care about. Yeah, I think... I, okay, I fell, I fell asleep during it, and I'm just going to speak for... Everyone who's not even on this show right now, I don't think we give a shit about Supergirl right now. No, Fuck no, this show. I don't like it. There's just a one part that I like, and then everything else is trash. And I, I apologize, anybody listening to this who's anticipating us reviewing it, but um, not to really spoil things that are to come. But we're kind of up for a format change soon, 
and it has to do with our endurance uh, as it pertains to consistently dealing with poor quality television. Yeah. Especially shows that are 30 episodes for a season. Yes. And that's why we went on a big old comic book tangent in the middle of a Flash discussion, because we, to be blatantly honest, outside of Arrow and Legends and Black Lightning, which just leaves basically Flash and Supergirl, um, it is exhausting to talk about those two shows and try to do anything but be negative about them because they've been they have been brutal. Uh, and it's, just... it's different when you're watching it on your own free time um, and just going like, eh, this is good or this is bad. But when you're watching it with the intent to retain that information to go talk about it a few days later, oh, sorry, excuse me, it's a work day, uh, and try to keep this kind of, you know, upbeat attitude about it, it's it's not working for us anymore. Very difficult. Especially, that show specifically has the problem where there's so many ancillary characters that are terrible. I don't know if it's the characters or the acting that's terrible, but anytime uh, what's her name? Luther, Girl Luther, um, Jimmy Olsen are on screen, I don't care. Uh, anytime, I, I, I think they're an incredibly forced item. Yeah. I don't care about the villain. I don't care about her dumb daughter doing dumb teenage character things where, oh, I'm going to not believe the adults and just going to do something that is obviously to get the well, bad guy Okay, here. first of all, first of all, her dumb daughter should have been dead at the beginning of the season when a giant metal structure fell on top of her. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that yeah. from, like, nine years ago? <laughs> so is she, like, half alien? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Technically, right? If the bad guy's an alien, right? I mean, like, sure. So then her daughter's half Kryptonian? Oh, God, I hope not. Sure, sure. Sure. <laughs> but either way, she's, <laughs> she's still Whatever. annoying. And showing Lex's um, house was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> he literally did a bit. I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about the original Superman, which uh, also, uh, what's her name, just passed away this past week, didn't she? Margaret uh, Mar- 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 Kidder, Kidder, yeah. And it just R. happened. Um, they did this exact bit in the first Superman in, like, ni- was that 1978? Yeah. Where he walks through Luther's things, and there's, like, a flamethrower and an ice gun. So I don't, I'm assuming that this is like a callback to that, or the writers are just dumb. It's probably a callback to that. This, the the shows, uh, that too. But the only thing I enjoyed in this episode was Martian Manhunter and his dad, and I think they've been doing an actual very good job on a very tough subject. It hits close to home for me, but I thought that they used those two actors are great, and I think that they did such a good job showing what that does like having dementia or Alzheimer's looks like on screen where it's just like the person doesn't even realize what they're doing. And it's just like the devastation on John, John Jones's face of like, Oh my God, like he's so much worse than I thought. Uh, yeah. The, I said before we started recording, um, Supergirl's best elements were the, the human elements. And their its worst elements is all of its cape shit. Yep. Yep. All the superhero stuff on Supergirl is the worst part of the show, and unfortunately, yep. that has dominated this season. Like, does Kara even have a job? Exa- it's it's the Barry problem. 
Okay. Well, it's not even. It's worse than that because that was the whole aspect of the show is that we got to see Kara eighty percent of the time and Supergirl twenty percent. Yeah, like kind of close. Then every season we've seen less and less Kara, and I've only watched the last like five or six episodes of the season, and this is the first episode I've seen Kara. Honestly, I'd much rather see her. It. Do... And she's amazing. She's yeah. Like, I love her as this character, and it's just so wasted. Yep, and. Um... You can see how much chemistry she has with other people from other shows when you watch like her crossover with Flash. Yep. Oh, I had one question. I don't know since you guys have been watching. The girl at the end of this episode, I, they call her Tanya, I think. Has she been in the rest of the season? I don't remember. Um, because All I'm these pre- characters are super forgettable. She's like the young, not quite teenage, maybe like twenty something black girl. Black young black woman. Oh no, it's a cyborg lady. No, um, if it's who I think it is, it's the, it's the rebirth version of Power Girl. Oh, um, I think she was in. She'd never had her own book. She was in the Deathstroke book recently, and I can't remember her name. Before that, she was in Teen, the Teen Titans book. Yeah, she's in the Teen Titans book, and she has like super. She had Power Girl's strength, but she could also change sizes. And she's a super genius. Like, uh, she's like their version of what's Ironheart? Riri Williams. Yeah, she's like the DC version of Riri Williams, except that she also has superpowers. Mm. Or a mix of Riri and Moon Girl. I was going to say Riri and like Ms. Marvel. That works too. That works, that works much better. Yeah, because she can grow. And I was like, oh, if they actually like do something with this, then that would be an interesting thing to go forward. Maybe I would care about the show, but I really don't. Yeah, um... I really don't have much else to say about this fucking show. Um, Look, it's true. It's pointless. Was this, I thought this was the season finale, the way they wrapped it up, so... No, and we have, what, a few more episodes? Like, we have a few more it's weeks. It's going till June. June something. Uh, it's like four... It's like another month. Anyway, to to wrap up this episode, though, I'm sorry about the yawning, everybody. It was a long work day. Oh, oh, uh, and I we can't edit those out. Um, we are going to talk about the news that Batwoman is going to be introduced in the next CW crossover. Um, I am of two minds of this. A, cool. B, when Batman. <laughs> Batman never. At this when point, Batman, <laughs> Batman never. Well, at this point, you've already shown us Superman. Like, just fucking get over it. The only way I see it happening is if, which the deal did fall through between AT and T and Time Warner, is if they sell off DC. Because I just, I think they're way too afraid to give the. I don't even know what we call it. Batman's like the only thing that sells right now. And Wonder Woman. Batman is the Golden Goose. Yeah. They'll never give that to TV. Well, I also think, like, Arlen brought it up um, either in last episode or in the chat. The last Batman TV show struck fear into the hearts of any modern-day executive producer or producer or studio bigwig. Because the last time Batman was on TV, everyone knows him as a campy goofball. Um, But most of those people (laughs) that watch that show are dead. Are dead, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not like trying to be mean, but like that show was on in the '60s. Uh, yeah, that's that our... was on 50 years ago. Yeah, that's most like... of us. Our grandparents. 
Watch that show. Batman parody, like. Well, it was before. Uh, like uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, Johnny brought this up. Like, he's like, I want to see the one superhero who is economically feasible to put on screen because he has no superpowers. His well, power is that he's rich. Yeah. yeah, he's a sing- any vigilante that doesn't have powers. That's Green Arrow. Like, that's the only and, problem. Yeah. I, could I, think, see. I think the problem is, yeah, and Arlen brought that up too, is that you already have Oliver, who is kind of a Bruce Wayne analog, and I think the solution to that is you make Bruce Wayne so fucking scary that he shuts Oliver up. Yes, okay. And and that you kind of do a Peter Quill Thor thing, where Oliver is threatened by Batman, because Batman is on a, such a higher level than he is. He's just so cool, and everyone's like, Batman's so cool. He has a cave, I have a cave, you have a lair. <laughs> yeah, the best thing I could think of is it's like no matter how they shot Batman, like everyone is in spotlights, and then no matter where he's standing, he's just in dark. It's just dark. Yeah, and they're like, wait, it's your superpower that you can find a dark corner of the room. Oliver's like, how are you doing this? Like every light, like every, <laughs> we're standing under like fucking LED lights. Two, there are two characters. I'm just I don't understand why they're not being used because, well, one character, one of them is it has a movie coming out soon. And those two characters are Hal and um, Arthur. They're too expensive. Even on t- yeah, Aquaman's too expensive. Green Lantern. Uh, so Green Lantern's good. way too expensive. Green Lantern's spe- special ability, as far as movie making is concerned, is entirely special effects. Yep. It is all visual effects based. That's that's. It, it's too much time in a computer. Um. That's why you don't see Martian Manhunter too much, even though I don't understand why Martian Manhunter couldn't be practical effects, because he's just a green guy. It's not like he has seven Actually, I don't mind their CGI on him, because it's actually the same actor, and they just put the dots, and they so he's actually the one walking around. They don't... Yeah, no, it, it, it's of all the uh, uh, look-close-and-it-looks-terrible CGI that the CW has used, uh, he is easily the best-looking one. Yeah. Yeah, he's no Red Tornado. Season one of Supergirl, Red Tornado. Not later. Holy holy shit! I could not get past that episode when I first started watching Supergirl. I was like, I was like that. He looks like the fucking Tin Man. No, he looks worse. He looks worse than the Tin Man. (laughs) Because at least that's just like a guy painted silver with like a a funnel on his head. With like actually, yeah, with like actual metal pieces on him and like this dude is in what looks like plastic also that movie was made in what like 1930 yeah and it still looks better yeah also I can't watch anything Red Tornado related without instantly going to Young Justice Abridged go away go away (laughs) so my only question fine but the Batwoman stuff is, what Earth is she on? And if it's not our main Earth, I don't give a shit. It's a cop-out. Uh, they haven't said, but... It, they just said that makes, they're I, introducing her in Gotham. It makes me feel like it's going to be Supergirl's Earth, which is Earth who gives a shit. Because it's not even 4, it's well, like no, 23. Well, no, even do that, because Kara herself has referenced Batman before. Well, that's where that's where it would be, then. She has to be in a, in a thing where Batman exists. Because she doesn't exist without Batman. Yeah, but here's here's how I see CW copping out. It's like Earth Seven, where there is no Batman. There's just Batwoman. That's even worse, especially like on Supergirl. We've seen Montoya. Like Montoya was a not Montoya. What was the other character's name that Alex broke up with? 
Oh, Maggie. God damn. Maggie. Maggie, Maggie sorry. Her, her and Maggie almost got, well, they were supposed to get married in the comics. But, but DC said no, because we're old, nope. we're they, old white men. Was, yeah. DC's like, no, we can't have the gays yet. Uh, <laughs> in their defense, they, they got rid of all marriages. Because yeah. that's when they, that was New 52, and they got rid of Clark and Lois being married, everything. And now they're like, we're going to have Catman, we're going to have Catman and Batwoman. We're going to have Catwoman hey, and Batman get married. There is, there is a Catman. And there is a Batwoman. <laughs> yes. And they're going to get married. And that's soon going to get erased. Again. If that, okay, here's the thing. This is my hot take on DC. If DC has the balls to build up a months-long marriage angle between Batman and Catwoman, and then immediately erases it, I'm not reading Batman. Oh, that's you know, it. I will drop the book. You know what's going to happen? They're going to say, I do, and then she's going to die. Okay, I will also stop reading if that happens. That's 100. They're going to have Joker or somebody else kill her. Or She's... they could do, uh, how was, how was, how did, what, how did Buffy's mother die? Off screen? No, no, she died of a, like an, like a blood clot or an aneurysm or something just instantaneously. Laurel? Pulmonary embolism? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then she had a sister. Um, I don't know, but the fact that you're referencing Buffy right now is, uh, strange. Um... It's because I've been watching Angel lately. It's the same network. Of course you are. (laughs) Um, I know they just had, I know, uh, what's it called? Injustice 2, the comic, they were having, uh, Dinah and Ollie get remarried because, technically, they were unmarried because this Ollie's from a different Earth. Um, Because each of their versions died, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, and his his Dinah from his Earth is dead, and her and her Ollie was killed by Superman in one of the most horrifically violent sequences I've ever seen in a DC comic, and it more or less turned me off generally to the entire Injustice brand. Oh, it wasn't oh. when it wasn't when Superman melted Shazam's face. I was gonna say that was that was really bad. Well, that's in the game, and like that, I I I forgave it because it works for like. Dramatic I was better, purposes. I, I was, yeah, like in the moment, I was like, "Holy shit, I can't believe they just did that." Um, but the Injustice comic book line um, was so over the top with its misery and grim darkness that it's really hard to get through. Does I'm he, not like, even just, at Jason Todd yet. I didn't even know. I haven't. I don't know. Did he just fuck, beat him to death? I don't know what the fuck happened to Jason Todd in, in, in Injustice. Yeah, Superman beats Ollie to death uh, at the Fortress of Solitude. While Clark's parents beg him to stop. Oh, that's what, when we were talking about earlier, that's what happens. So Ollie is the one that goes and finds his parents, and he thinks that Ollie led the government to them. Well, no, what happens is they're fighting, I can't remember they're fighting, but, like, a stray arrow, like, grazes John Kent's arm, and Superman launches into a blood rage and punches out mortal Oliver Queen into a crater over and over and over and over and over. And it's from Ollie's perspective. And, and so he's like, like mush, right? Yeah, and he's like he's like saying goodbye to Dinah in his head and he's like doing his own like last rites and like in the off pan you can hear you can see Martha and John telling Clark to stop. Is it all black I was like, and, and I was like, you only I was like, see word balloons? Uh no, you see fists coming down in a first person perspective. Oh shit. Like it's horrifying. Well it's because in all of DC, no matter what, the greatest villain in any story is Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later on, like before you know that Doctor Fate saves Dinah, 
Uh, Superman eye lasers her in the stomach while she's pregnant and leaves her for dead. Jesus yep. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, they like. Is they Superman just Shao Kahn? No, they made him. They made him worse than Nazi Superman. Oh, he's he's an inhuman killing machine in the Injustice comic, and that's I guess what we're talking about now. Because <laughs> like in every other alternate evil Superman, he's never as bad as he is in Injustice. Like yeah. even. Actually, I think I know what Tom Taylor is doing. I think he's trying. To do, he's doing his best to rip off Irredeemable. Well, okay, Tom Taylor didn't write Injustice One. I'm pretty sure he didn't anyway. No, no, he he wrote the first chunk, and then Brian Bucolato, who wrote who worked on Flash with Francis Manipal, did took over, and no one cared after that. And yeah, I'm sure the Black and Airy thing where Superman kills her, quote unquote, is like year four. Um, but this is on top of like him burning 200 civilians alive um, him uh, what's it called killing Golden Glider and uh, uh, I think Mirror Master like just vaporizes the two of them that would explain why uh... in the game uh, yeah. Cold references his sister because the reason why he's active again is because Superman killed Golden Glider and that's why if you play as Flash and you fight Captain Cold, like they have a pretty hard, a nice little mini heart to heart before you start fighting. Because I think Barry says like, "I'm sorry about your sister, but you can come back now." And he uh, snarts like, "It's too late for that." And then, then you fight. There's some pretty sad intro dialogues you can get. I have to people. play that game again. I haven't played since they added all the new characters. Well, uh, I picked it back up once they, for some reason, I didn't pay for the legendary edition. I booted my game up. And it booted up the Legendary Edition menu screen, um, and I was granted, I don't know, 500,000 free credits. Like, okay. <laughs> oh. I fucking bought, uh-huh. the, I bought the new version for nothing! Alan, what have we told you? <laughs> uh, I bought the I have, you have season no pass version. Me. Um, yeah, so did I. That's probably why it happened. And then they're doing, I think it's still going, uh, in the multiverse, they're doing an Injustice 2 anniversary multiverse event. It's all uh, like the level 30, uh, you know, boss fights. But each one gives you four platinum uh, uh, mother boxes. Oh, fuck. And there's like ten fights. I just remember playing and really enjoying Darkseid. Darkseid is the only character I didn't buy. He, his moves are oh, just interesting. Fuck that. Uh, for the boss character, fuck off. Yeah, that's kind of what you can get him. Um, yeah. Well, he uh, was like a pre-order. Darkseid yeah, was a pre-order he, bonus. He's, he's the Goro of this game. Yeah. Um, well, he has all his stuff is just juggles because he can just do his um, Omega Vision just follows. Yeah, he, just, he just stands there and shoots with eye lasers. <laughs> yeah. And he just he just like bitch slaps people around. He doesn't got to do it. it like his, isn't his uh, his fighting pose? Just his hands are behind his back. Yes, yeah. He's he fights like you would want Darkseid to fight. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. do we have anything else to say about the Batwoman stuff, BuzzFeedW? Sorry no. for the tangent. Everybody. No. I mean, um, we, don't know, we don't know much about it right now, except for the fact that it is happening. And um, we know for sure that Sarah is going to hook up with her. Yes. Absolutely. There's no way she's not. Unless they do purposely set it up the whole time, and then they just don't for no reason. I Here's what I'm anticipating. Somebody opens the door, and Batwoman walks out. And they go, oh, Hi. And then Ava walks out, and they go, oh, wait, huh? And then Sarah walks out, and then someone goes, oh, I know what happened here. 
<laughs> no, I would. Oh. It should be. It should be Mick, and he should just like faint. <laughs> yeah, yes. that would uh, that would be better. He just has a beer, and you just see him like fall backwards, like He's like 1980s like, comedy. You and you. He's like, oh, this goes in the book, and just faints. <laughs> I'm gonna put this in my story. About this. I honestly, the only thing I worry about is that costume. Like all the bat costumes, is so. There's Le- so much going on. Leathery. <laughs> yeah, it's leathery. There's a gigantic mask. Like for her, her mask is huge. Her mask is a big old fucking headpiece. And it's a wig. Yeah. Because yeah, she's. I don't know. It, the whole thing of her character, I feel like we're not actually going to see Batwoman. We're going to see Kate Kane, and we'll see a silhouette of Batwoman, and we won't actually see anything else. Um, and, I mean, if I know anything about the CW and wigs, Damien Dark, um, it's going to look fantastic. <laughs> be awesome. God. Anybody else laugh as hard as I did in that fucking episode of Legends when Damien yeah. knocks himself out and his wig stands straight up in the air? I wouldn't mind it as long as they're like, oh yeah, it actually is a wig, but her wig is gigantic too. It's like Yeah, her wig is like Big, Halfway down giant, her back, fucking Medusa-esque flowing red hair. They're gonna shave it off her in the first episode. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's all. Well, yeah, I know. But she actually is shaved. Her head is shaved, and she uses like wigs all the time to be disguises. It's actually really cool. Um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Batwoman. I read all her books, and I see. I don't know shit about Batwoman. I feel um, bad about that. I can give you a quick history. Uh, I kind of get the idea. Like, I, ever since, um, like, when I picked up Batman Rebirth and she started making a few appearances, and when I heard, like, like the new team Batman was, like, her, Clayface, and a bunch of other people, I was like, oh, interesting, okay. Yeah, the biggest thing about her is that, like Batman, she had a parent and actually a sibling die. Her dad is still alive. She's ex-military-ish. She went to, like, um, what do you call it? What's the big preps, like, army prep school? West Point. Yeah, she went to West Point, and, and she didn't, didn't she become Batwoman like without the influence of Bruce? Uh, without direct influence, she's saved by Batman because, unbeknownst to her, because she doesn't know it's Bruce Wayne, he saves her because after she leaves West Point because she came out as gay, she gets drunk and gets partying, and she gets jumped, and Batman saves her. Okay, and that's why she wears it. And then the only reason Batman sticks around her, especially they've now it's shown in the comics, is because. She is his... So her father and Martha Wayne are siblings. Uh, oh. Yes. So they're so, cousins. Yes, they are first cousins. And so a big part of the plot now in the comics is that she is Bruce's last connection to his mother. And that is difficult because didn't she just pop Carlo in the face recently? Yes, it is. That's yeah. like the whole point of that entire series is that like the entire... Well, to spoil this whole run is like the entire thing is blown up because he built the whole thing just to kind of keep her from going over the edge. And then she does it anyway? Yes. Yeah. And it sends Tim Drake off into this whole dumb shit with OMAC. I I, I think the Bat family's been blown up too many times at this point for me to really get emotionally invested. And she's so peripheral, Bat family. Yeah. They break up more than Guns N' Roses. Well, like they, like I feel like we just got over a death of the family. Well, they they bring in and they kick out members constantly because like Batgirl's not part of them right now, yeah, at all. And they have Azriel and Batwing, who are shitty versions of those. 
I, Batman really is a, a fucking corporation. Like, this just—it's a fucking entity at this point. And we're just babbling on about stuff that we. Aren't yeah, Arlen, yeah, we can, Arlen, we can, I have a feeling Arlen will be mad at me for somehow for this. I don't think so. There's no reason. I think this we, just we, talks about how garbage these shows are. We we cover all the major points. Like yeah, we, we usually inevitably go off on a tangent anyway. And this was connected to some some actual CW related news. Um, I don't want to talk about major news stories this week. Um, there is one item I'll bring up now on the because we're it's a CW focus episode. Um, Stephen Amell is going to be on a major wrestling pay per view coming up called All In. Um, it's being set up by lots of independent wrestlers, and it's notable because it's, I think it's, like, the highest-selling... Sold out, non- I think, like, 30 yeah, minutes. It, it's sold out in 30 minutes. It's a 10,000-seat arena. It is the first non-WWE-produced pay-per-view to seat, to, to have that many asses in seats since, like, 1998. Uh-oh, Vince oh, better wow. get this shit together. Um, oh, sexy reminds me, I was listening to a podcast, and they were saying that WWE is signing a deal with Fox... Uh, no. Uh, um, we don't know what's going on with that yet. Yeah, because they were basically talking about that. One of the big kind of deals is that with Fox getting rid of their stuff, WWE coming would count as one of their sports things. It, and, it's. I think NBC or somebody just paid a fuck ton of money for Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown is still in the middle of a bidding war. Which is interesting, because like, you watch wrestling, I'm a big MMA guy, and it's like the exact same thing is happening with the UFC, because they were with Fox, and apparently there's a behind-the-scenes bidding war, because that deal's almost up, to go to yeah. ABC and I think NBC as well. Yeah, um, so I don't know what's going on, but yeah, but Amel is like, I didn't, I, I after his W appearance, like, I kind of thought he, that scratched his wrestling itch. Apparently not, and he's been very active in the independent wrestling scene. Like I dug up a match where it was him, uh, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks against a bunch of people. Okay. And, like Stephen Amell got powerbombed through a fucking table. He did a dive to the outside. He assisted in one of the big match-ending spots. Like the dude's a fucking legitimate athlete. And then I watched him on American Ninja Warrior. I was going to bring yeah. that up. Him on- he is a monster. I've seen other, like, quote, legitimate athletes do it and fail, and he runs through that course like it's nothing. He doesn't, he looks like he's not even sweating by the end of it. And well, he is actually I've, the green arrow. I, yeah. Speaking well, of, speaking of arrow, it says, a, it says a lot about how, like, how good the, the uh, staff must be, because the director of the finale, James Bamford, was originally the, was originally uh, Stephen Amell's stunt double. Or stuntman? Shit. Yeah, and he rose through the ranks, and he's he's one of their big directors now. Oh, he's he's the dude they keep talking because I thought, like I said, I follow on Instagram. Like he has put up numerous posts saying, like I can't imagine doing another season finale without this dude. So I think he mentioned that he did last year's finale too. He must, yeah. Which probably explains why the action sequences in the last two finales have been this good. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like the fighting in this episode was better than. A lot of the fights that happened earlier in this season. I thought the fight with him and Diaz, where they're it's like they're both wet, and it's kind of like dimly lit. And like, oh, it was great! The as rain. they're throwing punches and and kicks, like water is like droplets are like flying off them, just kind of add like accents to the movements. Um, it reminded me of the uh, the Daredevil Punisher fight mm-hmm. when they're on the rooftop after the water cooler explodes. 
What's I don't know what it is, but I think fight sequences with water are awesome. It's like <laughs> fight, fight, fight sequences on the roof, on our roof, plus rain, just look gorgeous. Yeah, all the time. Because uh, I, what it is is the water coming off of like blows, like shows kinetic energy, it, and it's just a great it, effect. It accents movement in a way nothing else can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Amel's going to be at this pay per view, uh, and I think it's noteworthy again because um, this pay per view is as far as wrestling concerned is a pretty big deal because it means that like Vince is no longer the one who can just dominate the entire scene um, and I think uh, Amel's involvement is really interesting but that's really all there is to it until the show actually happens and we can tell everybody what he actually did but uh, on that note I think we can wrap up there's not much else to say about everything else tonight so that and my body's beginning to fail me and tell me it's time for bed as I'm sure it is for the rest of you who live in the east coast yeah. I'm dying <laughs> you're also drunk there's a difference yes <laughs> that's different you're full there's, of boots but there's a cure for that you just gotta drink more that's yeah. true hair of the dog that bit you. exactly <laughs> I'm drunk here's a beer thank you that's exactly how, how my life goes <laughs> I've had too much beer I have a solution for that what is it it's more beer oh okay um, Alright, I've been Connor McGraw um, There was another delay in the movie dumpster releases uh, Joe is a very busy man And he's a videographer And recently, he lost power So <laughs> that sets him back An entire day of all the fucking projects He has to do, so we're a little tied up in that But Runestone's still out, we're still gonna do Frankenstein's Army next I kinda can't, well, I'm frothing at the mouth At this point, because all three of us Liked it and the last time we all liked the movie this much was Equilibrium, and Equilibrium's probably one of my favorite episodes we've done. It's one of my favorite movies. It's awesome, and it's a great episode, because we, we went into that going like, this is going to suck, and we walked out of it going like, wow, that was actually really fun. <laughs> it might have been one of the last movies I ever rented at a video rental store. Indeed. R.I.P. <laughs> okay, uh, I've got some plugs. Knock yourself out. Follow me on Twitter at the Omnir. I swear to God, I'm not changing it ever again. Omnir? <laughs> uh, look forward to. By the time this out, this episode is out. Next episode of Smallville Chronicles should be out. Uh, and I will be. D- Guest starring on a few, on the next episode of Wicked Pixelated with a nudist and Michael. A nudist? What? I'm sorry. That's what he told me. Had to pronounce his name. It's not Anubis. It's, it's a nudist. Oh, I'd be way cooler if it was Anubis. Yeah, we have the uh, Egyptian god of death. Yeah, <laughs> we are great pals with him. Yeah, it's it, we're gonna be talking State of Decay two. Um, Rage Two, Battle, Battlefield Five, a lot of a lot of stuff. You're not going to talk about Call of Duty and their bootleg. Um, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, their Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Oh, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, fuck Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, is that all your plugs, Alan? Yeah. Okay, Hunter. Uh, okay. Uh, don't follow me anywhere. Fuck you. Uh. All right. 
what do I got? Uh, listen to the Lost Hero podcast Godzilla episode we did. Uh, it, it was great, especially the what Eric says at the end. Eric Eric Sayar is the nicest Canadian Canadian you'll ever meet, but he has a special hatred in his heart for Roland Emmerich. So listen to that. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Random. It is. Uh, hey, here's the thing. It's not a hatred I share, but it's a hatred I think I completely understand. <laughs> and that's about it, really. Because I don't hate Orlin Emmerich because oh, he gave me Independence Day. Go listen to uh, our EGH E3 predictions. That's out still. And then in, in a few weeks, uh, go back and listen to it again and find out how wrong they were. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Who said... Who said Bloodborne Two is going to show up? Because they're getting a big old sack of wrong. Hate, hate to be, hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys. It's, it's not happening. It's, it's not. I, I guarantee it. And if I'm wrong, then um, uh, I will do something embarrassing on social media. Then I'll play Bloodborne Two. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll do just that as my punishment. Anyway, that it for everybody. Lou, um, I guess listen to Smallville Chronicles with me and Alan. The next episode will be featuring the dad from the Wonder Years. Does he also He's arrive in a tornado? Show? <laughs> yes. No. He um, only assaults several high school students. Wait. Hold on. Does he arrive in a hurricane? No. Unless that hurricane is made of fire. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That'd be he great has... if, like, they fucking John Kent from Man of Steel and the dad from Wonder Years meet up in this like natural disaster showdown. He, yeah, he only two tornadoes. He only tries to murder a principal, uh, several students, and then beats the shit out of some other more students. Awesome. Yeah, this show is like strangely very violent to kids, and there's lots of weird sexual innuendo. And then you have to remind yourself that they're supposed to be freshmen in high school. <laughs> That's even like though, my. No, Tom Welling looks like he's in his late twenties from the start of the show. Uh, don't get me started. Like he was so good. I'm the only person that watched Luc- uh, Lucifer. He was so good on the season of Lucifer, but which got canceled. But yeah, R. watching R. this show. What's up? I said R.I.P. Yeah, he was great. He got to play Cain, like Cain and Abel. Oh, uh, and it was really well done. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of weirdness because you have to remember they're 15 and Lex Luthor's like 22, I think, and uh, he's 21. always hanging out. 21, and he's always hanging out with these 15-year-olds. It's a little, <laughs> a little strange. That is pretty strange. Uh, there's several sort of nude scenes in episodes 4 and 5. That's even weirder. Yeah. All right, then. I think that is it for this week's Phantom Zone. I am a very tired Connor McGraw. Um, so we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye! Fuck hey, X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to say that again? Because I cut you off. Fuck X Men Apocalypse. We can all say it just over each other. Fuck X Men Apocalypse. Fuck X Men Apocalypse. Fuck X Men Apocalypse.